the college football experience, Georgia tech, yellow jackets, 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast network. It's brought to you by circus sports. Yes. Yeah, circus sports is back with their circus survivor and circa millions contest. 14 million is up for grabs. Get all the details at circusports.com. And remember as always folks to let it ride. This is Jerry Glanville and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride brother. season preview. And uh, look, I mean, I'm excited to talk yellow Jack football. I, I made this comment uh, just a couple minutes ago and hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, but college football is better when Georgia tech's good, in my opinion. And I, I'm going to talk about that in a second for you, uh, but I got to introduce. <laughs> well, first you're probably wondering who the hell I am. Uh, look, my name is Colby swing database, Dan, AKA pick. Don D, that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. I smoke and I drink, and um, I don't have stress, and I'm healthy. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. I would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was. It was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Jeff Collins era, Patty C. Pretend that pretend it never happened. If you're a Yellow Jacket <laughs> fan, uh, certainly didn't live up to the Paul Johnson years. You, you remember when he mimicked Paul Johnson? Ah, uh, remember that I spring do. ball when they rode the shotgun offense and they were t- trying to take a shit for on no the, reason. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Just a couple Orange Bowl victories. No, it's just a couple uh, Orange Bowl victories. I mean, can you think of recall another instance of that where unprovoked a coach just makes yeah, fun of the just other bullshit, co- just absolute bullshit. Paul Johnson, incredible coach. And I hope I see him back in college football soon. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline kiss, stealing wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Let's get it going, buddy. Yeah, Let's buddy. Get it going. You know, Jeff Collins couldn't manage better than what three and <laughs> three and seven was his best year. Yeah. Brent Key in an interim situation, four and four, right off the bat, he's five hundred. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Turnkey program with Brent Key, Hello. perhaps. I see what you did there, Patty C. I mean, this is the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets here. All right. This is the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. You go through history. 10 time national champion in my mind. I went through this. We know in 90, 1990, before Georgia's past two national championships, yeah. Georgia Tech was the last team to win a national championship in the state of Georgia. Mm. Can, can, can Brent Key turn that key and get that program rolling again? We heard the intro with Jerry Glanville. 
Jerry Glanville coached for the Atlanta Falcons, but he also coached with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets back in the day. Wow, I did not know that. Yes, 10-time national champions. And Patty, see, I can't help but think, and, and this is why I hate, like, sometimes on Twitter we'll get into arguments and people don't know the history of the sport. Yeah. So to give you a perfect example. And there, there was no publication, I guess out there to do this, Georgia tech, feel free to hit me up. We are a publication over here at SGPN and I will gladly fill out whatever paperwork you want. But if you pull up some of these years, so let's just take uh, 1951, for example, try to understand 1951 for me. All right. Uh, the team that won the national championship is Tennessee, right? Yeah. They lose the Sugar Bowl to Maryland 28-13, right? So So they finished 10 and 1. 10 and 1. 10 and 1 and they lost by 15 to Maryland who uh might I add 10 and 0. <laughs> right? Mm. <laughs> but yet Tennessee gets uh gets deemed the national champion, right? Mhm. Georgia Tech, who is in the same conference, the very same conference as Tennessee, but they didn't play. Georgia Tech goes 11, 0, and 1. First off, they play way more games, but can you make any sense of this? Because, uh, in my opinion, A, Maryland and Georgia Tech should be national champions. A, look, I know you would think, well, Maryland doesn't have a tie, but Georgia Tech played two more games. So I, I would deem both national champions. Well, the one the team that I wouldn't deem national champions is the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee, the team that lost, right? I, I know that at some point uh, around that era, I mean, I think in the 40s, they were still determining the national champion uh, prior to the. Um, Prior to the bowl games, they would just call it at the end of the regular season your national champion, and the bowl would be essentially like what it has always been—a uh, consolation or not a consolation, just an exhibition, you know. And so um, maybe that happened here, but I thought we, by the fifties it had gotten to the point where you ha- you waited till after the bowl game to name the national champion. And if that is the case, then that's then that makes zero. Well, sense. the well the very next year after yeah. that undefeated fifty-one season, nineteen fifty-two. Uh, the world deemed Michigan State national champions at, at nine and L. Mm. Georgia Tech went twelve and L. <laughs> uh, yeah, Georgia does this Tech, make any sense to you? I mean, imagine that Georgia Tech uh, charter founding member of the SEC. <laughs> you know, uh, back in nineteen thirty three, was still in the SEC. Maybe it wasn't what it was back then. <laughs> I think SEC was always a pretty darn good conference. Going twelve and zero at any point in history in the SEC. <laughs> three more games. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on here. Look, the the national championship. Shit, this is what I'm saying. Like, if anyone's ever outraged at what UCF did, they're stupid yeah. because the whole history of the sport. And I love college football, but until we get a large playoff, we can go toe to toe with teams that that just the whole history has a blemish on it, as far as I'm concerned, with crowning champions. Uh, Patty C. I'm, I'm I'm wondering what their unbeaten streak was. They took a two-game win streak into uh, the end of the season in 1950. Uh, 51, they go 11-0 and one. 52, 12-0. Uh, now I want to look at 53. 53, here. they ended up going nine and two and one. 53, yeah. they, they lost at Notre Dame on October 24th. Yeah, so they 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 go. F- Four zero and one before losing to Notre Dame, the streak breaker that is Notre Dame. So what is that? A uh, 20, 25, 26, 27 game win streak. 
No national championship. <laughs> uh, no, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You, yeah. you can you can go one by one, but look, let's talk about this. Brent Key, he's the guy that's got to get back to these days. The Paul Johnson had to win in Orange Bowls. George O'Leary and Brent Key played for George O'Leary. George O'Leary had good success, but before that, you had Bobby Ross, and he won a national championship in 1990. And man, when you add those coaches together, you have like pretty good success. It just seems like Collins was the wrong hire. Can key get them back to where they should be? And, and could we make this case? Patty C it, do you find it ironic that Georgia tech being way down and yet Georgia's winning national championships? Is there a connection? Uh, I don't know how much, you know, Georgia tech was dipping into the Georgia talent pool before, uh, you know, I, Georgia came to be as great as they are. I mean, they right always now. had guys, though. I feel like. I mean, Marius Thomas, Calvin Johnson. You know what I think really yeah. happened is Kirby Smart started getting guys to stay in Georgia instead of going to Alabama and Florida and stuff. And he's actually like but going it, into Florida. Gotta, you're saying it's just a coincidence. You're saying you don't think I'm there's not, any well, connection. I'll tell you this: the fact that Georgia's not Georgia Tech's not beating them on the field, regardless of on the recruiting trail, if they're not. If Georgia Tech is beating them on the field, then they're not going to as many national championships, to as many playoffs. The fact that Georgia Tech is not that good right now is definitely helping Georgia. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk all about the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacks. We're going to go through the offense, defense, special teams, Brent Key, transfer portal, all that good stuff. And once again, hope you're subscribed to the college football experience because we're breaking out all 133 teams with a solo podcast. We do this each and every year. Subscribe to the college football experience, the FCS college football experience. We also host. So subscribe on whatever platform you get podcast at also the college basketball experience and the college baseball experience. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, look, but before we dive into, uh, you know, the 2023 roster and everything. Want to tell you, we're brought to you by Circa Sports and Circa Circa Millions plus Circa Survivor are back, folks. Fourteen million dollars in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Uh, Circa Millions, five NFL picks against the spread each week. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Circa Survivor, you just pick a different uh, money line winner each and every week. You can enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Uh, Sports Gambling Podcast crew, uh, SGPN, essentially, uh, will be out. The last weekend in, in in August, so circasports.com for all the details. That's circasports.com. Uh, Patty, see what would you do with uh, fourteen million dollars, huh? I let it ride, baby. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you this: uh, you gotta, you gotta check them out, folks. All right, so check out Circa. Uh, get over there. Uh, shout out to Derek Stevens; does a great job. Uh, and and that place is like that place is truly like heaven. Fourteen million on the over. Come that, on, but you, uh, you have, you, we got to get you out there because that thing, biggest sports book in the world. And then it's, it, it, you have stadium swim oh, where oh, you can I've, watch it from I've the seen pool. Pictures of it. it Absolutely. Fantastic yeah. folks. Get on over there. If check you're it in out. The luxury sports watching. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty good, pretty good bet. Yeah. Circusports.com. Check it out folks. All right. We are back on the college football experience. George tech, yellow jackets. 2023 season preview and Patty C going back to your point. You briefly made before I took us off the, off the rails with talking about 1951 here. <laughs> um, Brent key did do a great job. Uh, when you look back at a year ago, you say, okay, this guy comes in, he beats Pitt and Duke who combined for what? 18 wins. I think right. Two I th huge yeah. wins uh, squeaking by Duke in overtime pit by five. 
now somehow they lost to Virginia sixteen to nine. That's almost impossible to do. Uh, and and was that the game that they had a chance for the hail mary and the the quarterback runs out of bounds? Uh, I'm drawing a blank, but they had I a do. chance for the hail mary. There's like they're at the forty yard <laughs> line and he great. just runs out of bounds. Yeah, they're like he uh, doesn't even attempt the throw. <laughs> Classic play. There's no time left. They got worked by Florida State, but other than that Florida State game. They go to Lane Stadium, beat the Hokies 28-27. They did get actually but other than Florida State and Miami, Miami beat them by 21 at Bobby Dodd. I mean, they squeaked by every game. They didn't win yeah. a game by more than uh, <laughs> 5 points. They beat North Carolina in Keenan Memorial. Four and, four stretch. and I'll be honest, I think they kept it closer with Georgia than I thought they would. Yeah. So, that was impressive. Can but we take away anything from that? <laughs> well, their losses against UVA is that you know okay they well, UVA loss is unexplanatory. Yeah, me. like that's that's one you should have. But had. Against, and even Miami was terrible too. Yeah, Miami yeah. wasn't that good against talented teams. Miami's supposed to be talented. They lose by tw- at least twenty one points. Um, I mean, North Carolina is more talented. North Carolina and Pitt and Duke all had winning records. They somehow won those games. Uh, you figure this team out. That's true. Now let me look at this because on the conference talent composite, Clemson is one, Miami's two, North Carolina is three, Florida State's four, and Georgia Tech is five. For a team that's supposedly that talented, I refuse to believe that. Yeah, Pitt puts out pro after pro after pro. I refuse to believe that Georgia Tech is more talented than Pitt. Well. And then NC State's got to be a little more talented yes, too, right? So I'm saying, get out of here with this nonsense. Yeah. Um. So here we are in in the brand new era of Brent Key. I guess first official year. Uh, you know there was speculation could they have made a splash year higher. I like them. You know I know they didn't. Ha- uh, the word is that they didn't have a lot of money. Who knows? Uh, but they got a guy that that seemed like the team and the fans fought for towards the end of the year. What do you what do you make of them retaining Brent Key? Yeah, no, that was great. You know I was surprised that uh, there was that they, drastic of a difference. They almost had Fritz. He turned him down. Yeah, that would have been a nice yeah. pickup, but. You know, if Key is able to create that quickly of a turnaround, I mean, it's like a, a five-day, seven-day turnaround yeah. from the program really sucking into it being decent. Then give him a whole off-season and see what he can do. Now, one thing I will say that you might not like, folks, if uh, if you're planning to hit uh, Bobby Dodd, they do have one of their home games moved to Mercedes Benz. Mm, 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 mm. That's tough, but. We're going to get to it because, uh, well, first let's talk transfer portal. It's got college football, 2023. The transfer portal is absolutely fucking insane. All right. So if we, unless you're army, Navy or air force, we have to break that down. Patty C departing. Jeff Sims is gone. No relation to Phil Sims. He, <laughs> he, he has no problem saying Redskins. Um, and uh, look, he's now at Nebraska. How bad does that really hurt? I mean, he was a highly skilled. He's probably the re- the reason why this rankings, because wasn't yeah. he like their biggest recruit? He's like a four or five yeah. star. Yeah. Uh, he's gone. Uh, running back Antonio Martin is gone. Katavian Banks, who was a linebacker, is gone. Tight end Ben Postma is gone. Um, then we have defensive lineman KJ Miles goes to the Temple Owls. Defensive lineman Akello Stone. Goes to Ole Miss in the SEC, who they'll be playing on the schedule. <laughs> Ouch! Mm. Uh, defensive end Gray Carroll goes to the Flaming Libs of Liberty. Uh, then they also lost safety Jalen Huff. They also lost offensive lineman R.J. Adams to Lackawanna Community College. Uh, safety Jeremiah Smith portal. Cornerback Kenny Bennett portal. 
Cornerback Zamari Walton, Ole Miss. Ouch, you're playing them. Um, wide receiver Kalani Norris to Middle Tennessee, the Blue Raiders. Um, also lost wide receiver Nate McCollum to North Carolina, who you will, I think, I think they're on the schedule. I got to double check that. Um, they are. Yeah. And they also lost safety Derek Allen to North Carolina. So two guys, two, so they're losing a lot of guys to teams they're playing. Offensive lineman Paula Viapulu goes to North Texas. Taysen, quarterback Taysen Fomachikan goes to <laughs> UMass, Patty C. Apparently they were going the Polynesian route yes. over in Atlanta. Running back Dylan McDuffie uh, goes to the Kansas Jayhawks. Wide receiver Ryan King made a smart decision. He went to the East Carolina Pirates, <laughs> win a national championship over there. Uh, linebacker Demetrius Knight is in the portal. Patty C, I believe I have rattled off everyone they have lost. Now, here's what they gained. First, they went out to the fine institution of Duquesne to get a, a wide receiver Abdul uh, Jana. Uh, he actually was pretty good at Duquesne. So who knows if that can, if he can come in and, and be, be somebody chase lane, wide receiver from Texas A and M. Well, that's supposedly the weak point of their offense coming in is the wide receiver position. So getting two right off the bat, there you go. Chase lane, filling it up. Then they bring in Haynes King, who at one point Jimbo Fisher was so excited about him being the quarterback for Texas A and M. He gets injured in a game in Denver against the Colorado Buffaloes. I think it was week two. He's out for the season. And he's really struggled ever since then. But this is a talented recruit at A and M. Maybe he can come in. Um, we also got Rutgers linebacker Austin Dean, South Florida tight end Jackson Long, Louisville running back Travion Cooley, uh, and he's penciled in to be the starter day one. And they play Louisville day one. So intriguing there. Wide receiver Christian Leary, no relation to Dennis. He is uh, he is at Alabama or comes over from Alabama. It's like nice. we give you Jameer Gibbs, give us Christian Leary next year. All right. <laughs> Think Georgia um, Tech loses that trade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also got Andre White Jr., a linebacker from Texas A&M. So three kids from Texas A&M, nice. one from Bama, one from Rutgers, one from Louisville. They're getting these P5 guys, Patty C. Uh, then after that, they get Minnesota linebacker Braylon Oliver, Charlotte offensive lineman Jordan Brown, Clemson defensive lineman Itanosa Rubin. Uh, Georgia tight end Brett Sither, Seether, I think it is. Uh, wide receiver Dominic Blalick also comes over from the Georgia Bulldogs. They're going to be playing Georgia um, on the schedule, obviously. And then, uh, and then they get South Florida defense lineman Eddie Kelly to transfer in, and uh, Kansas State cornerback Omar Daniels transfers in. Patty C. And then, last but not least, safety Justin Brown from Mississippi State. Who knows if these guys can go, but damn, that's a lot of power five talent they brought in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on, you know, obviously the biggest name outgoing or incoming to me is Jeff Sims. Uh, yeah. I, as far as relevance to Georgia Tech and what they've been doing, um, I'm sure he's got a ton of familiarity with uh, whatever Key's doing there. Yeah. Um, but um, he didn't put up insano numbers last year. What do you have? Uh, a 1500 pa- or 1100 well, passing yards too. Yeah, seven yeah. games, 1100 yeah. passing yards, but still five touchdowns, three interceptions. He did have uh almost 300 rushing yards, so they're going to lose the uh a little bit of the dual threat factor, although Zach Pyron uh was able to run the ball too. So, I don't run know the ball that- out of bounds. Hello. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't know that uh they lost any, you know, 
pivotal pieces to their well, offense. I see Haynes King is penciled in as the starter. Okay. Right? I would rather have Jeff Sims than Haynes King, but Hey, you know, maybe I'm wrong here. Hey, I mean, um, with the with uh, Jimbo Fisher running that archaic offense at A and M, maybe maybe Haynes King looks a lot <laughs> better in better, Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Georgia Tech. Uh, they so they have three guys back with starting experience: Haynes King from A and M, Zach P. Uh, Piron, uh, or P- how do I pronounce that? I don't know. I don't even remember. Um, Zach Gibson also, who started some games at Akron, so they go three deep on guys that have started games. Uh, Trey Cooley penciled in to be the starter at running back. They only returned five offensive starters from a year ago. So the wide receiver core completely brand new Blaylock from Georgia, Leary from Bama lane from a and M all penciled in to be starters tight end. Luke Benson is back. Uh, you gotta like that. They also have Dylan Leonard there. Uh, so you got that offensive line. They returned three of or actually what? Four of five Patty C. Yeah. They got both tackles coming back in Jordan Williams and Jakiah Leftwich. They also have the center Weston Franklin. Those are the most important positions. Yes, left guard Joe Facilli is back as well. I'm seeing at least I mean all five have at least five starts. I don't know if that yeah. qualifies as a starter though. So that's a, that's a ton of returning experience on the offensive line. It's going to help both running and passing the ball. But and this team has a balanced approach. What what were their uh Final rankings on uh, offense. Ass, ass, and ass. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm joking. I actually, uh, what were their final rankings on offense? I don't even know that I actually had that. For some reason, I think I forgot to. It's, uh, 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 passing or scoring 124, terrible. Uh, pa- uh, rushing uh, 90th, passing 108, and total 114. So. 90th rushing, 108 yeah, passing. I guess that means they lean on the run a little bit. But whatever. And half that was who knows the numbers when key came in as opposed to yeah, not. the offense yeah. was just asked, but five returning or four returning starters on the offensive line is generally going to help trend in the right direction. And the new OC is uh, what um, Buster Faulkner, Buster Faulkner. And you know, who's on this staff, right? Oh, they have co OC, right? Yeah. Co OC. Go oh, ahead. Chris Winky, Chris Winky, the original Stetson Bennett. That's oh right. man, folks. This guy was a, what a, he won, he won a natty, right? Yeah. He won beat Virginia tech, right? Was that him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, beat, beat Virginia tech. He was 37 years old. So <laughs> now he's definitely 74 years old. Um, Patty C, what do you think of this offense in general? I don't know. I mean, there's, I have to see more. Um, Dante Smith is the leading returning rusher. He's projected as the starting running back. Let me double double. He had uh what five hundred or four hundred twenty rushing yards Cooley last year. I think is going to be the starter. Actually, Cooley is. Uh, Smith will get will be in there too, but I think it's okay. going to be Cooley as the starter. The Louisville transfer. Well, it seems like they uh, they're down to the throw to the running backs quite a bit. Both Hassan Hall and uh, Dante Smith had. You know, considerable receptions. I want to say they're the number two and three receivers in terms of receptions on the t- actually the number three, two and number five. Uh, Dante Smith close though, 19 and 23 receptions. So is this a check down kind of offense? Are they just, you know, trying to maybe, I mean, with, with the, with the old quarterbacks, if King can, is, can be better throwing down the field, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, it, perhaps it's better. Are we watching a Pittsburgh Maulers? Uh, yes, yes, we here. might. So the defensive side of the ball and defensive coordinator is, uh, 
The fullback is, slant is the uh, key to the <laughs> offense. Yeah. Subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast, folks. Uh, defense coordinator, um, what Andrew Thacker? It's fifth year as DC. Uh, Patty C. They also added what an assistant, a co DC, and Kevin Scherner. Just loading up guys. They do return seven on the defensive side of the ball. Three out of four on the defensive line, and like I said, they add Ruben, the transfer from Clemson. They also got another kid there that uh, I can't pronounce his last name. What what, what do I pronounce this as? Yan Juin, Yan Juin. That might be able to uh, be starting there as well. But they return Marcus Scott, DeQuan Ducey, and uh, Kevin Harris on the defensive line. That's a good thing for them now. Linebacking core is pretty much brand new. Andre White, the AM transfer is one that I think is going to be there getting after it. Secondary does return some key pieces. Uh, Miles Sims, uh, I mean, Clayton Powell Lee at the free safety spot. LaMiles Brooks at the strong safety spot. All back. Patty C. Very nice. What do you make of this defense? You think it'll be improved? It seems like when you return that many starters, they'll be better just off of uh, just the fact that they've been playing. Together and they'll be back. How many is that? That's seven. Uh, seven, seven starters. Seven starters yeah. Is it uh, scoring defense eighty three, rushing one hundred seven, uh, passing forty six, and overall eighty four. Eighty fourth in total. A defense. lot to uh, you know, a lot of room for growth. But passing forty six, the upper better half of the nation with passing uh, defense, and uh, it looks like um, three out of four in the secondary are back. So yeah, maybe they're maybe they got some ball hawks back there, shutting down the passing lanes, and uh, we'll see about. And they the got front after seven. it in the portal. Maybe some of those additions, Andre White coming at the linebacker spot. Maybe that could be a big thing, Patty C. I think yeah, I think the defense looks like the strength of this team coming into the year. You know, maybe they can get into some. You know, uh, the, the the these second tier teams, just like they did last year, whether it be North Carolina, I hate to say it, Miami. Um, They're second tier or third. Well, they should be thirteen, but like <laughs> in terms of talent, I'm just I think Florida State and Clemson are 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 the tier above. I mean, Miami is supposedly right there, and North Carolina is supposedly right there. But on field performance, I mean, you're right. North Carolina is usually a lot better than Miami these days. Yeah, but I don't know. Even still, they don't they don't really stand a chance against the likes of Clemson or Florida State. I don't think. But maybe they can you know hang around and and bite some of these next next tier guys. So. Uh, kicker Gavin Stewart's back. Punter David Shanahan's back. So k- kicking game. Ah, the kicking game. It's gonna be sound. We're gonna go game by game on the schedule. Talk about the Yellow Jackets' uh, season coming into 2023. We also have a visitor from Michael Barker, who's gonna come on, aka College Football Campus Tour, and talk about Bobby Dodd. But before we do all that, I want to tell you that the College Football Experience is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Underdog Fantasy. He's giving away $15 million in their best ball mania. Come on folks. Underdog pick is a great way to get down on uh, your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. And once the college football season rolls along, we will have player props available by the time week zero gets ready to kick. There's so many ways to win over at underdog and underdogs available in so many different States. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code S G P N Patty C here. We are back on the college football experience, Georgia tech, yellow jacket, 2023 season preview and folks, hopefully you're subscribed on YouTube. As I alluded to youtube.com slash the college experience. If so, you'll see the sweet ass graphic 
uh, from the Georgia Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Shout out to Cam Kerr. He was a he's a Texas A and M grad. He knows about Haynes King uh, and Andre White. So and what a few of those other transfers too. Uh, but uh, anyway, he did this graphic. Shout out to him. Good job. And the win total is that four and a half wins, Patty C. Four and a half mm, wins. That's got a smart for blindly. What would you say? Over or under? Under. Even though he won four in what? How many weeks was that? Eight, Eight weeks? weeks last year. Um, yeah. I mean, the three and one start prior to that was uh, what was that last year? It was Clemson. Understandable loss. Well, they uh, unfortunately they get Clemson every year. Yeah, and they also get Georgia every year. <laughs> that's yeah. That's not always fun when both programs are rolling. Well, let me ask you this. Did he do any better than Jeff Collins did? Because yes, he did. No, because listen, Jeff Collins, uh, one and three last year lost by 31 to Clemson, uh, incomparable competition. Uh, 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 Brent, Brent, Bry, or Brent, Brent, Key. Brent Key loses, uh, by 25 to Florida state. By twenty-one to Miami and by twenty-three to it's the Georgia. old miss game though. Circle the old miss game. Forty-two nothing. That was a bad one. That was Jeff Collins. They lost 40, 42 nothing. The lost team kind of sl- quit on them. I feel like that's when they quit. You think? Yeah. Seventeen to or twenty-seven to ten. Seventeen point loss at UCF the following week. Yeah. So you lean under. I gotta be honest. The first I heard of the number, I leaned under too, despite me thinking that Key is a better coach than Collins. Um. Week one, Patty C for some stupid, stupid reason. And like I, I truly believe people should be fired for this decision. They are playing not at Bobby Dodd Stadium, where Georgia Tech should be hosting Louisville. They're playing at that ridiculous NFL bullshit game here at the Falcon Stadium. What's it called? Mercedes Benz Stadium or some yeah. shit like that. This stadium sucks. And this uh, this game sucks that they moved it there. I enjoy this game. It had been scheduled as a home game. Yeah, to Bobby Dodd. So now they have six home games and one neutral site game in Atlanta. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so, five road games. Uh, this stadium not only has red seats. <laughs> it's mm. Jeff Brown's first game, and I do believe he's got the state of Kentucky. Any Louisville fans. Buying in, I think they might show up to that big ass roller rink in Atlanta to watch this football it's game. A good time to get them, though. Good time to get Jeff Brom. I got Louisville fucking them up. Week one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Louisville's gonna fuck them up, but I he I, brings in Jack Plummer, knows the offense for four years. I'm um, not nearly as confident as you are in this game, but I guess I'll lean Louisville. I got Louisville. Week two, South Carolina State comes into town. South Carolina State does have a week zero matchup, so it'll be at their third week, I believe, as they get Charlotte, I believe, in the opener, and then Georgia Tech. Uh, Patty C, I'll give this one to Brent Key. Sure, but don't South Carolina State won the Celebration Bowl just two years ago? Just yeah, saying, just that's saying. True, uh, um, which is in Atlanta. They they have yeah, they play at this 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 filthy stadium. And uh, that no football should ever be played here, but for some reason they do. Well, the South Carolina State games at Bobby Dodd, so close. Oh yeah, they play down the true. street. Yeah. But still, Atlanta, they're, they're no strangers to winning big games there. One and one. Yeah. Now they head to Oxford, Mississippi. Hotty toddy. Lane train. This is going to be an ass whooping. Yes. Uh, one one and two. 
one and two. Now they have back to back away. They head to Winston Salem to take on Dave Clawson. I think they lose this. I got them one and three. Maybe they have a better chance without um, Sam Hartman? Hartman there. I don't think so. I think this is quarterback proof. I yeah. think this this system. I would say yeah, Wake he, is. Remember, Griffith started the whole month of September a season ago. I'm curious what that uh, series has been. Um, let me pull that up real quick. But either way, I'm, I'm uh, this is actually one of the more played uh, rivals of all time. Actually, that's not true. I'm just looking at the wrong thing. Uh, recently, Wake Forest is winners of three in a row and five of the last six. Yeah, they're not winning that. Clawson yeah. is too good. He's got that program rolling. One and three, and and then the Bowling Green Falcons, who made a bowl game last year, and what they beat Minnesota was it last year or the year before? No, I'm wrong about that. Actually, Georgia Tech winners of the last three and five of the last six. I was looking at oh, but when's the last time they played? Uh, 2017. Yeah, so that's ridiculous. By the way, yeah. Um, Clawson, what are you coming? 16. Uh, so they only played Clawson once. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm still taking. Early I'm still on. taking Wake Forest. Okay, I'm w- I'm in. Uh, so one and three, and now the Bowling Green Falcons and Scotty Leffler, your boy. They went to a bowl a year ago, Patty C. Who are you taking here? Remember the last time a Mac school came to take on Georgia Tech, Northern Illinois went down there at Bobby Dodd and won. <laughs> I think you got to be careful if you're Georgia Tech. Take this game seriously, but I am giving it to the Yellow Jackets. I will too. Two and three, and then they head to uh, Bush Gardens. Oh, Miami <laughs> Gardens to take on the Hurricane. No one will be at this game, but give me Miami to win this. Patty, see you. Uh, it's a pretty good series all time. Fourteen to thirteen in Miami's favor. Miami winners of the last two. Um, I'm gonna go Miami. Okay. Yeah. So that puts us at two and four. The win total is at four and a half. They got, this is the bye week on October 14th. Now they host. I see opportunity three weeks in a row. They host Boston college. They host North Carolina for homecoming. They beat Carolina the past two years, Patty C. And then they head to Charlottesville to take on those Tiki torch loving Wahoos. <laughs> All right. Two and one in that stretch. Yeah. I don't know. Boston College could beat them too. I think they could go zero and three in that stretch. No, Virginia beat them last year. That's unbelievable. Uh, they did beat North Carolina last year. That's kind of also unbelievable. Uh, and they didn't play Boston College. Um, I think you got to lean two and one plus. I'm gonna go two and one because the Louisville game's closer in my mind. I think I give them one of those that is also a fifty-fifty game. So two and one there. So what what do we got? That's, That's four, four, four wins. And how many losses there? What four and five, four and five. And then they're at Clemson. Terrible six home to the Q's. This is, is it. This yeah. is it. How are we going over? I'm taking Syracuse to win. I'm taking Syracuse to win. Babers. Frank key. I don't want to, I don't want to dismiss, you know, Georgia no, I Tech. think Vegas got the number, right? I think this is dead accurate. Four and a half is what I would set it at. Yeah. I lean under because I do think Boston College could beat them. I do think Syracuse could beat them. I I, I wouldn't even be that shocked if Bowling Green beat them. <laughs> well, let, let me tell you this: this is the team that prior to the arrival of Jeff Collins, which was what four years ago. Yeah, starting in 1997 is how far we have to go back. Paul Johnson had uh, two losing seasons, and then. 
Jeff Collins, but n- never Paul Johnson only had one less than five wins, right? They had, they've had prior to Jeff Collins, 1997 to 2018. So what is that? Like 20, 21 years, you know, with five or more wins, Yeah, 20 out of 21 years. And then last year, five wins. I got them going over. I got them beating Syracuse. Woo! Patty C's on the over with the yellow jackets, buzz, buzz, sting, sting, all that good stuff. I will take the under. I just don't know about the quarterback spot. I don't know if Haynes King is the, uh, is the answer. When I look back and see Jeff Sims, I trust it a little bit more. Sure. I will take the under on the yellow jackets, but uh, look, I do think the numbers right there. This is not a lock by any means to me because I could see them. And, and Patty C is right. Even though I am high on Brom, it is their, his first game at Louisville. We saw Brian Kelly lose, lose last year, first game. So you see this happen. Uh, it's, it's hard to uh, sometimes, you know, forecast. So Haynes King, by the way, uh, most recent 2022 stats, 55% completion percentage, seven touchdowns, six interceptions. So yeah, he's got to improve if Georgia tech's going to be any good Gotta improve. But uh, look, you know who uh, you need to check out is uh, this interview I did with Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. I had him on, so I'm going to play this right now. So with no further ado, here is that joining us on the college football experience, Georgia tech, yellow jackets, 2023 season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker, AKA CFB campus tour guys. I'm just going to start from, you got to follow the Twitter page. All right. At CFB Campus Tour, if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience, you can watch this interview. But his Twitter page: this guy's been to every single FBS college football stadium. He's been to a ton of the FCS. He documents all of it on his Twitter account, and I, I just I think he does great work. Does the photo of the day. If you're a college football fan, I, I highly recommend it. Michael, how you doing? And uh, appreciate you coming on the show to talk a little. I'm doing great. I appreciate the invite and uh, the kind words. And we have a very historic, important stadium to talk about here, Bobby Dodd. Yeah, I love this stadium. When you Google image this thing, man, I love this stadium. I think, uh, you know, Georgia Tech, I remember them winning a national championship in 1990, winning Orange Bowls with Paul Johnson. George O'Leary had them probably as like the second or third best team in the ACC for a little while there. Uh, I'd like to see them come back and get back to where they should be. Um, and, and I, I know that, uh, you've been to this stadium. So tell me about the history and, uh, your experiences there. So it is the oldest on-campus stadium in the entire FBS. Uh, it was built in 1913, but they started playing on the site in a rudimentary form back in 1905, started out with only 7,000 capacity. And since then has expanded to 55,000 It's right in the middle of uh, midtown Atlanta just a, a unique um, campus location and stadium location right in the middle of a big major city. We don't get that very, maybe Vanderbilt. There's a couple other uh, that are like that, but it's such a unique stadium, unique history. And uh, one little nugget that we always like to throw out there, the biggest blowout in college football history happened at the stadium in 1916, Georgia tech beat, Cumberland 222 to zero. I'm sure everyone's seen that famous picture of the scoreboard running out of numbers to put on it. I feel bad for the people that uh, were playing fantasy football back then, because no, because <laughs> you would have got destroyed if you played the players in that game. Uh, yeah. So how, uh, I mean that, Hey, that score is unbelievable. And this, I love this. Uh, 
I, I need them good again because I dig the, uh, I, I always remember the Florida state game where they blocked the field goal, returned it back for a touchdown, the final play of the game. And I love the fact they bring that car, that old school car on the stadium. I like the, the pageantry of, of, of what Georgia tech's got going. So I hope they get it back going. Uh, how many times have you been to the stadium? So I've been there for two games. Uh, you know, the SC or the ACC plays a lot of weeknight games. And as a traveler, you're always trying to take advantage of games, especially power five that are not played on a Saturday. So I went there back to back 2019, 2020. The best game I went to was in the midst of a, a bad year for Georgia tech. They went three and nine that year, but the Thursday night game, I saw them play NC state. Uh, it was, it rained like crazy. They were up 21, three to half. Uh, they tried to give it away, but they pulled it out and they won 28, 26. And for the people that stayed, they, they loved it. They enjoyed football. And again, you had a, a pretty big crowd for a Thursday night rainy game for a team that was well under 500. So kind of talking about what or building off what you're talking about, as far as hoping they can get back into the upper echelons of the ACC. Uh, if you think back, like you said, when they won the national championship, they have that history and they have that ability. So hopefully coach key uh, can continue to recruit well and, and get the yellow jackets pointed back in the right direction. Amen, man. Georgia tech needs to be good again. They need to be good again. I can't wait for them to get good again. And uh, hopefully one day I'll catch you at a game at Bobby Dodd, man. Yeah, this is uh, another one prime candidate for two games in one day. We got Georgia state right there. Athens is about an hour and 20 minutes away. Columbia is not far away. So we talk about Atlanta being a big hub for college football, the SEC championship, the college football hall of fame. So if you find yourself in Atlanta, you could catch many games, but hopefully a game at the oldest on-campus stadium in all of college football. Amen. And play at my Bobby Dodd. I know week one, they're at the Mercedes Benz stadium. That's a bunch of nonsense. I want it at Bobby Dodd uh, or between the hedges or, you know, at center park uh, with Georgia state. We support outdoor football and so should you, you should support Michael Barker because I'm telling you this guy, this guy does great work. Uh, if you love college football, it's a no brainer. Go over there, follow him on Twitter at CFB campus tour. Thanks for hopping on the show, Ma Michael, and have a wonderful day, man. You too, Colby. Thank you very much. All right. That was Michael Barker. Patty. See Bobby Dodd. You got to love the stadium. You Google images thing. You see like the city backdrop. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely it's like fantastic. Sen you're like in central park almost. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. It, that's what pisses me off though. When they moved that shit to the, to the Mercedes Benz thing. It's yeah. like, dude, you have one of the coolest stadiums. Yeah. Utilize that college football. Give execs. us the scenic backdrop. We don't want to see the inside of the dome. You can't the pan up. We don't want to see a roof. The we problem is the TV execs don't know what college football is. There, there's a disconnect here. They yeah. don't know. They keep doing these games. They should connect to their with their best stadiums, the Sun Bowl, the Rose Bowl. The, at least they still do the Rose Bowl, but the Sun Bowl should be a playoff spot. Bobby Dodd's a great stadium. Athens, obviously, Sanford. They're gonna be disgusted by me. Uh, <sighs> By, by disgusted by me saying Admitting this. that, yeah, but it is a great stadium. And, and I guess we didn't even highlight the fact that they had Georgia the final week of the season. Patty C. They probably want to know: Are they gonna? Uh, Could they keep it close with the Bulldogs? Getting him in Atlanta, maybe. Uh, maybe Brent uh, Key has him a little bit. I mean, twenty. 20 uh, what was it uh, thirty-seven fourteen? Like you said, twenty-three point loss. Somewhat respectable. I don't think uh, Georgia is the type of team that would pump the brakes out of respect for Georgia tech. I think them yeah. keeping it within 23 is just a sign that they were doing a pretty good job. So uh, 
Yeah, they, maybe they, they get, get a little it back closer. To the days, dude. When I first started watching college football, they had Sean Jones, Dorsey Levins. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Marco Coleman, Coleman Rudolph. Uh, who was the Who's the corner? Marcus Coleman. I, ended, I think he ended up transferring to Texas Tech, but he was a stud corner. Willie Clay at safety, and then they went into the Joe Hamilton era. With, uh, with, oh, with, yeah. with just some guys. Uh, some guys were, I mean, man. look, I, I, I'm a, I'm a Virginia Cavalier fan by, uh, you know, by, from my childhood and they, they've ripped our hearts out on a number of occasions. So even though, you know, I, I should hate Georgia better Tech. when Georgia Tech Georgia is good. Tech's a cool program. Let me, let me yeah. say this. Okay. Georgia has this set of games in a row prior to playing Georgia Tech world's largest outdoor cocktail party, right? A Missouri team that they probably want to be focused on and get revenge for keeping it within four of last year, hosting Ole Miss, right? Then a huge road trip to Tennessee, right? And then a back-to-back road situation at Georgia Tech. Maybe Georgia's just a little worn out for the Yellow Jackets. And I like Yellow, what, I, what's in that cup that you're sipping. Let's go, folks. Hello, Patty sees on the over. I'm on the under, but I'm rooting for Georgia Tech. I'm rooting for me to be wrong here because this will not be on the locks episode. So, uh, folks, maybe I, maybe I'll be wrong. All right, maybe I, they can end Georgia's dynasty. Oh man, that Hello. would be great. Buzz, buzz, sting, sting, all that good stuff. Uh, guys, subscribe. Guys, girls, lads, aliens, whoever, subscribe to the college football experience because we break down all 133 teams. We do this each and every. We've been doing this shit for years. All right. So, and obviously we talk college football year round. We also host the FCS college football experience besides the regular college football experience. Subscribe to both those feeds. They're separate feeds. We also uh, host the college basketball experience excited about the Damon Stoudemire era. And when college basketball season comes around, I will be here every single night of the college basketball season. Um, so check out that the college baseball experience as well. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Also check out the sports gambling podcast. As I alluded to earlier, all right. We just did a great interview. Just had Joe Theismann on the show. Who else? We've had other, just uh, John Smoltz, Atlanta fans. There we go. Check out that Smoltz interview we did. Boom. Uh, so check out that and uh, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store and come talk football with us. Georgia tech plays some of those weekday games. Uh, we're always talking college football in our discord sports slash discord. Even in, even in the dog days of March, we're talking college football there. Hop on over there. Uh, and, and talk with us and uh, folks until next time, this is the college football experience, Georgia textile buzz, buzz, sting, sting. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.